Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas Eve. On today's episode this morning, please welcome to the show, back by popular demand, Miss Lucille Ball with Mr. Richard Denning in the CBS comedy show, My Favorite Husband. In this first episode, we find Miss Liz Cooper making a Christmas sweater for George. As she's making the sweater, she stays up all night trying to make it. And then her mother-in-law, Mrs. Cooper, comes in for a visit and laughs at Liz's work. So, as Liz is making it, she ends up losing the ball of yarn as Mrs. Cooper leaves George and Liz's home. And in this second episode, we join Liz, George, and their friends, Mr. Atterbury and his wife Iris, as they are hosting them in their home. The boys are planning to have a party by themselves that they have every year, a stag party. But unfortunately for Liz and Iris, they're not invited. So Liz and Iris have a great idea of crashing the party to find out what is really going on at that stag party. I hope you guys enjoy Miss Lucille Ball and Mr. Richard Denning in the CBS comedy show My Favorite Husband. Stay tuned after the performance to hear Mr. Nate Cole King sing a couple of Christmas songs. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe. And enjoy the show, guys. Thanks. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Hello, everybody. Yes, it's the new Gay Family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Brought to you by the Jell-O family of desserts. J-E-L-L-O Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O pudding. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O pudding. Jell-O pudding. Yes, and now, Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper, two people who live together and like it. Ah. 
As we look in on the Coopers, it's morning, and there are seven shopping days left until Christmas. George is eating breakfast, and Liz is in the kitchen with Katie, the maid. Katie. Yes, Mrs. Cooper. Have you any idea what George is going to give me for Christmas? Has he said anything? Not a thing. Oh, darn. I've got to find out. Why? Well, I'm knitting him a sweater, and, and if he's giving me something wonderful, maybe a measly sweater isn't enough to give him. Oh. On the other hand, if, if he's giving me some dinky little thing, why should I knock myself out knitting him a beautiful sweater? <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, Katie, you don't think I'm serious. It's the thought behind the gift that counts. It doesn't make any difference to me what kind of a fur coat George gives me. (laughs) Well, I wish I could help you. Don't worry. I'll find out before he leaves that breakfast table. Here, give me the coffee. I'll take it in. Ooh, jingle bells, jingle bells, dee-dee-dee. Good morning, dear. Good morning, Katie. What? Oh, I was reading. Uh, good morning, Liz, darling. Mm, how's my little husband this morning? Hmm? Uh, fine, thanks. Well, is there anything I can do for my sweet little ever-loving baby boy? Yes. Hmm? What? Stop trying to find out what I'm giving you for Christmas. <laughs> oh, you. Come on, George. Iris knows what she's getting. Mr. Atterbury's giving her a mink stole for Christmas. How does she know? She already picked it out and charged it to him. Well, that's a pretty good clue. Are you buying me a mink stole? If I bought you a mink, it would have to be sole. (laughs) I made a funny. But it wasn't very. Oh. Oh, well, if you won't tell me what I'm getting, at least you could tell him, sort of give me a hint. Oh, all right. It's, uh, it's big. Yes. And it's small. Huh? It also has long, shaggy hair and three wheels, takes out ink spots, and runs eight days without winding. That's what your mother gave us last Christmas. It is not. <laughs> Say, we never did find out what that was uh, for, did you, did we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, George. Tell me what I'm getting. Uh, Well, I'll tell you this much, though. I bought it, and it's in the hall closet, and I want you to stay out of there. Understand? Understand. All right. Now, kiss me goodbye, honey. I'm late for the bank. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now hurry down to the bank. What bank? Uh Uh-oh. I gave him too many volts for this early in the morning. (laughs) Goodbye, dear. Bye. Mrs. Cooper. Mrs. Cooper. Why are you standing there staring at the hall closet? George told me my present was in the hall closet and then made me promise to leave it alone. Only a man could think of a mean thing like that. What are you going to do about it? Absolutely nothing. And then what? <laughs> Katie, you won't find me stooping to snooping. I'm sure I won't. Of course, if they're happened to be something in there I needed, I'd have to look in the closet, wouldn't I? Huh? Yes, ma'am. What's in there that I might need? Well, there's your um, umbrella, but the sun is shining. Oh, how do you like that, Kitty? Suddenly it looks like rain. (laughs) It has seemed to cloud up a little, hasn't it? (laughs) Oh, there's my umbrella in back of this big Christmas box. Ooh, look, there's a little tear in the paper. Where? There. 
clumsy me. Well, now it's open. I guess there's no use turning back. Oh, I'm so excited, Katie. I'll bet it's a dress I was hinting about from Miller's department store. It's empty. There's nothing in this box. Oh, yes, there is. At the bottom. It's a car. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's see what it says. Well, I like that. What's it say? It says, I thought I told you to stay out of here, nosy. <laughs> Well, that settles it. He's going to get a sweater and like it. Pearl one, knit two. Pearl one, knit two. Oops! I dropped a stitch. Oh, dear. Well, I can save it if I just put my needle through this loop. Oops! There goes another. Oh, I guess I should have pulled this through. Oops! Oh, well, I was going to do that row over anyway. Darn it, this is slow work. Are you having trouble, Mrs. Cooper? Oh, I'm having an awful time with this sweater I'm knitting for George. Is that a sweater? Well, what does it look like? That's a very good question. (laughs) Oh, I know it's a mess, Katie, and I can't understand it. I followed the directions exactly. Let's see. What's this thing sticking up here? Looks like a sock. It is. It is? Yes. The direction said, pearl three inches and then knit a foot. (laughs) Oh, Mrs. Cooper, it didn't mean that. I thought it seemed odd. I I thought maybe I was knitting socks to match the sweater and I could cut them loose later. (laughs) I see. Well, the rest of it is... Wait a minute, what's this hole for? That's the neck. Oh, Then what's this hole next to it for? Uh, Oh, how do you like that? I left two openings for his head. (laughs) Mrs. Cooper, you'd better rip it out and startle. No, it's a shame to waste all that work. I ought to give it to someone. Do you know anyone with two heads, Katie? Not offhand. Oh, wait, I know. I'll knit a belt on the other end of it, and he can use it for pants. (laughs) No? No. Oh, I'm not good for anything. I wish I could knit like George's mother can. She doesn't even look at it, and it comes out just perfectly. Oh, that reminds me, Mrs. Cooper. Uh, Mr. Cooper's mother called before and said she was coming over this morning. Oh, keen. I wonder what nosy Rosie wants. <laughs> she didn't say. Maybe she's just coming over to visit. Ha! Mother Cooper never comes over just to visit. She comes over to see what I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing, what I'm not doing that I should be doing, what I'm doing that if she were doing it, she'd do it a lot better. (laughs) Oh, Mrs. Cooper isn't that bad. Let's face it, Katie. She only lives to see how badly I keep house. An unmade bed is like a transfusion to her. Gives her strength to run her finger along a table and see if there's any dust on it. Well, she won't find any dust in this house. Oh, you dreamer. No, you can't win, Katie. Sometimes I think she's got dirt tattooed on the end of her finger. Why did she ever move to town? I don't know. But brooding about it isn't going to get this sweater finished. I guess I'll have to rip most of it out. You'll never finish it by Christmas. Well, George will understand. I'll give him him what I have done and tell him I'll finish it later. Yes, ma'am. Yoo-hoo! Anybody home? 
Thar she blows. <laughs> Mr. Cooper's mother? Who else walks in without ringing the bell? She knows if she rang it, I'd pretend not to be home the old... Uh, in here, mother! <laughs> I'll sneak upstairs, make the beds in case she goes up there. Oh, there you are, Elizabeth. How are you, dear? Fine, Mother Cooper. How are you? Well, here's a sight I never thought I'd see. Elizabeth Cooper dusting. <laughs> I'm not dusting. Oh, then why are you holding that dirty old dust rag? That's a sweater I'm knitting. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I didn't look very closely. Whose dog is it for? Yours. Huh? It happens to be for George. For George? Oh, no! Oh, I could die! Yes, but you won't. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I've hurt your feelings. How could you tell? Uh, come on in, Mother. Pull up a dust ball and sit down. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, I came over to talk to you about something. Yes? You remember you invited me to spend Christmas with you? Well, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. Oh? Aunt Bessie wrote and told me she's going to be all alone for Christmas. So I think I should go there and spend it with her, don't you? Yes. What was the bad news? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Well, gee, I don't know. It means quite a change in our plan. Oh, well, then I... But uh, anything for dear old Aunt Bessie. <laughs> Yes, the poor soul was wondering if you and George would mind giving me up just this one Christmas. Only one, huh? <laughs> well, I'll force myself. Uh, go to poor old Aunt Bessie. Oh, well, then it's all settled. I'll go right home and write Aunt Bessie. Aunt Elizabeth. Yes? If I may make a suggestion, dear, I wouldn't bother finishing that sweater if I were you. Oh, you wouldn't. Oh, now, please, Elizabeth. It's no disgrace not to be able to knit. You have other talents. I have? You must have. <laughs> I mean, uh, some wives can knit, and some wives can cook, and some are beautiful, and some are intelligent, and you're, uh, uh, you're, uh, uh, well, I have to run along, dear. <laughs> Are you driving, or shall I call the Yellow Broomstick Company? <laughs> oh, my Elizabeth, you're so sensitive. Now, if I've said anything, it's just for your own good. My goodness, if I can't make a suggestion, then what am I here for? Oh, you're beginning to wonder, too. <laughs> I'm only trying to help you, dear. I don't want you to be embarrassed. You see, I knitted George a beautiful cashmere sweater. Oh, you did? Yes, and I don't want you to suffer through any comparisons. <laughs> well, goodbye, dear. What are you running your finger around the table for? Forget where you parked your gum? <laughs> Would you look at my finger? It's just black with dust. Well, there's only one thing for you to do. Talk to Katie? No, wash your hands. <laughs> no. That doesn't make your house any cleaner, dear. Oh, goodbye. Don't bother coming to the door. 
Oh, Katie. What's the matter, Mrs. Cooper? She's knitted George a sweater for Christmas. No. Yes, so I have to finish mine, and it has to be better than hers. Give me that knitting. Knit one, purl two. Knit one, purl two. Knit one, purl two. Oops! It's dollars to a dish of jello that Liz will have a tough time getting out of that spot. But look, here's a holiday treat for your family they sure won't want to exchange. It's Christmassy jellied mincemeat made with rich red cherry jello. Just prepare cherry jello as usual, and when slightly thickened, fold in one cup of moist mincemeat. Chill until firm in individual molds and garnish with rum flavored sweetened whipped cream. Good. Why, it's the zestiest holiday dessert that ever made Christmas merry. Sparkling red cherry jello, luscious with tempting mincemeat. All six delicious jello flavors fit right in the holiday mood. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. They're rich with locked in goodness, and they're bright and gay as a Christmas tree. So look for those big red letters on the box. They spell jello, and jello is a registered trademark of the General Foods Corporation. J-E-L-L-O! And now, back to the Coopers. Liz is still busily working on the sweater that she has vowed to finish for George by Christmas time. Knit one, pearl two. Knit one, pearl two. Knit one, pearl. Mrs. Cooper. One, pearl two. Knit one, pearl. Are you still up, Mrs. Cooper? It's three o'clock in the morning. What day? <laughs> oh, I can't help it, Katie. I have to finish this sweater. How's it coming? I don't know. I haven't been able to see for two hours. It feels all right. Let me take a look. Well, you've licked the neck problem. Only one neck hole. Goody. <laughs> What's this thing? What? Oh, that's the sleeve. Oh. And what's this one? That's the other sleeve. Mrs. Cooper. Yes? What's this one? <laughs> oh, no. Three sleeves. Katie, do you know anybody with three? No. No. Uh, here I go again. Liz the Ripper. I'm losing ground, Katie. By Christmas, I'll owe the sweater three balls of yarn. More coffee, Mr. Cooper? No, thanks. I'm late now. Uh, tell good, uh, Liz goodbye for me, will you? Oh, here's Sleeping Beauty now. Oh, morning, Mrs. Cooper. Morning, Liz. Hello. Uh, uh, um. Open your eyes, dear. They are open. Well, maybe some food will help you. Try this. No, thank you. I don't like tomato juice. Well, that's not tomato juice. It's milk. Why is it red? <laughs> it isn't. That's the glow from your eyes. Ooh. <laughs> uh, what were you doing last night, Liz? Oh, just working in Santa's sweatshop. Hmm, making something for me? No. Oh, come on. What is it? Well, give me a hint. Now look who wants a hint. All right, I'll give you the same kind you gave me. It's got three arms, two necks, and a foot sticking out of its back. 
you're knitting me a sweater. What? Oh, that was a pretty wild guess, wasn't it? <laughs> Imagine you knitting a sweater. <laughs> Katie, hand me a knife and tell me where he is. Yeah, well, I've got to run. Goodbye, dear. Goodbye. I thought he knew for a minute. Oh, he's so smart. That's just another reason why I have to finish the sweater. Will you get me my knitting, Katie? It's in the hall closet. All right, but I think you should give your eyes a rest. I can't help it. I've got to finish. Mrs. Cooper, did you rewrap that box and put it back here in the closet? No, why? Well, there's another one here. Let's see. Oh, how do you like that? I didn't even see it. That must be my present. Open it, Katie. Me? Yes, then when George asks me if I open it, I won't be lying when I say no. All the things I do. Oh, it's from Miller's. I, I hope it's... It is, Katie. It's the dress, but it's red. Bright red. Oh, that man. What was he thinking about? I can't wear red with my hair. If I put that dress on, I'd look like an ungantine ad. <laughs> well, you can get it exchanged for another one after Christmas. No, I can't. They only had one green one my size. Katie, I'm going out and exchange it right now. But what will Mr. Cooper say when you open the box on Christmas and the dress is green? Uh, I'll tell him the color ran. So long, Katie. <laughs> One, pearl two, knit one. Pearl. Yes, ma'am, your name. Uh, just a minute till I finish this rope. Knit one, pearl two, knit one. There. And when you get that sweater finished, are you going to try to exchange it? No. No, I'd like to exchange a Christmas present. Yeah, I beg your pardon? I'd like to exchange a Christmas present. Aren't you a little late for last year? It's this year's Christmas present. Oh, well, in that case, oh, what day is this? <laughs> The 20th. Oh, for a minute, I thought I'd overslept. <laughs> I, uh, just happened to receive this present a little early. Ooh, we've been snoopy, haven't we? <laughs> Never mind. I'd like to exchange this for a dress that's the right color for my hair. Well, I don't think we have a dress that shade. Now, why don't you take a black one and give it a henna rinse? <laughs> Oh, I'll bet you're a scream when you get out your chicken inspector badge. Will you exchange this dress or not? Well, I'll exchange it on one condition, that you return my telephone cord. Now, what would I be doing with your telephone cord? Well, I don't know, but you've got it knitted into your sweater. Oh! Did they exchange it? Yes, I got the most beautiful Kelly green dress you've ever seen. Good. I'll get it. Hello. Hello, Liz. I just talked to Mother, and she's leaving a day earlier than she planned. Oh, how wonderful. For Aunt Bessie. I'm going to bring her by the house uh, to pick up her Christmas presents. You'd better have it ready. Okay, where is it? I put it in the hall closet. <laughs> you did what? I put it in the hall closet. It's a big box from Miller's. Miller's? Yeah, yeah. we'll be there in about an hour, honey. Goodbye. Oh, wait a minute, George. Uh, oh, Katie, I exchanged the wrong present. 
That dress was for Mother Cooper. No. Yes, and they'll be here in an hour. I'll have to rush down and exchange it again. Wait a minute. Why not let her take the new one? Oh, no, she can't stand green. It clashes with her complexion. <laughs> I'll see you in an hour, I hope. <laughs> Uh, pardon me. Yes, madam. What can I do for you? Uh, I'd like to exchange something, please. Well, what goody have we poked our nose into this time? Now, look, I'm in a hurry and I want to exchange this dress. Didn't you just exchange a red dress exactly like this? Yes, I'd like the red one back in exchange for this green one. Hey, don't tell me. I know you've rented yourself out as a stop signal. <laughs> Please, I don't have time to explain. Uh, won't it still clash with your hair? No. Oh, I get it. You're going to dye your hair green. No. You're going to shave your head. All right, I'm going to shave my head and paint it green. Now, may I have my exchange slip? Uh, certainly, here. And this. What? Will you bring your head in and let me see it? <laughs> Did you get the red dress back? It's safe in this box. Are they here yet, Katie? Yes. Mr. Cooper and his mother just came in the front door. I told them you were upstairs. Thanks. And Mrs. Cooper, yeah? I worked down the sweater while you were gone. There's only one row left to do. Oh, Katie. I put it back in the desk drawer. Oh, you're a darling. I better get in there and give Mother Cooper her present. <laughs> Hello, Mother Cooper. Elizabeth. Hi, Liz. Hi, honey. Well, Mother, here's your present. Oh, thank you, dear. Oh, uh, wait a minute, Liz. You've made a mistake. I've what? Oh, that's not Mother's present. It isn't? No, that's yours. No, 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 no. Well, it's nothing to get excited about. No? I'll get Mother's present. It's up on the shelf in the closet. What are you looking so glum about, dear? It's Christmas time. Be gay and happy. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Oh, go jingle your own bells. <laughs> uh, how's your sweater coming, dear? Or did you give it up? <laughs> no, I didn't give it up. <laughs> it's right here in the desk drawer. Would you care to see it? Yes. Right here. You... Oh, you bought this. No, I didn't. It isn't even finished yet, see? Your cab is here, Mother. Come on. Uh, coming, baby. Um, Elizabeth, let me see how you finished that neck. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Well, let's go. You just have time to get to the station. Here's your present. Oh, thank you both, you dear children. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you after the holiday. Goodbye, Mother. Oh. What's the matter? Well, there's something cutting my ankle. Huh, it's a piece of yarn. Yarn? Yeah. Look, it goes all the way down the stairs and along the walk and into the cab with Mother. Oh, put your foot on it, George. Break it, quick. Oh, there it broke. I never should have let her near it. I wonder where it comes from. Look, it goes right in the door and along the hall and... Into the living room and across the carpet and up on the desk and all. Liz, you are knitting me a sweater. And isn't it wonderful? You've got two inches finished already. Ah! 
Yes, Lucille, where to tonight? Come, Robert, we're going back, back, back to the dawn of civilization. The days of the caveman. Of course, no one will understand caveman language, so I will translate. Wilbur, a little prehistoric music. Oh, translation. Get up, Neanderthal. Civilization just dawned. Translation. You don't love me, Neanderthal. You haven't hit me on the head with a club lately. Huh? Oh, sorry. I want Jello with its six delicious flavors: ugly, bugly, babby, oing, boing, and lime. Translation: strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and fluke. Jello make you think of the real ripe ogobug itself. Translation: fruit. So, look for big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O, and Jell-O spells a treat. Because the... (laughs) Because the flavor is locked in and can't get out till your first delectable spoonful. Translation. Yum, yum, yum. Good night, Neanderthal. Ladies and gentlemen, the Christmas and New Year holiday season is a period of neighborly getting together and renewing community ties. It's a time when every American should be even more aware of the individual liberties he enjoys in the United States. And this freedom demands that each of us fulfills our duties as a citizen. To vote, to serve on juries, and to participate in community, state, and national affairs. By making our form of government work better here, we strengthen democracy everywhere. We provide an example of a free government which preserves the rights and the dignity of the individual. So remember, freedom is everybody's job. You have been listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The part of Katie the Maid was played by Ruth Parrott. Watch for Lucille Ball in the Columbia picture, Miss Grant Takes Richmond. And be sure to listen to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband again next week. Presented by... J-E-L-L Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tapioca puddings. Yes, sir. Oh, it's Lockhead.
and syrup for mine, 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 mine. With that real Northwoods flavor, so fine, oh, so fine. Blended cane and good maple, it's tops on your table. That real maple flavor does pancakes a favor. It's log cabin syrup for mine, 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 mine. Yes, Log Cabin is the syrup with that delicious Northwoods maple flavor. It's America's most popular quality table syrup. Enjoy it on waffles or pancakes for Sunday night suppers, as well as at breakfast. It's Log Cabin syrup for my, 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 my. Listen to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband again next week. Bible Mom speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. People who live together and like it. And look in on the Coopers tonight. Liz and George are entertaining George's boss, Mr. Atterbury, and his wife, Iris. Dinner is over, and the foursome is in the living room. Another demi-task, Mr. Atterbury. Please, Liz. Now what happened to the demi-task Liz just poured for you? You didn't drink it. Uh, no. It disappeared into that lump of sugar at the bottom of the cup. Uh, wait, I'll get you a man-sized cup, Mr. Atterbury. No, no, never mind. This will do. Iris, what are you going to wear to the play at the women's club? I may not go. I haven't a thing to wear. I haven't a single thing to put on myself. I may not go either. Well, you could always wrap a towel around you and make a run for it. <laughs> Rudolph. Is a big problem. Oh, I know, dear. We have the same problem, don't we, boy? Mercy, yes. <laughs> what are you going to wear, Mr. Atterbury? I may not even go. <laughs> okay, okay. You never seem to get tired of that stale routine. Just get it all out of your system in time for the play Saturday night. Saturday night? Well, we can't go to any place Saturday night. I should say not. Why? The Jolly Rovers are having their annual egg party Saturday night. Well, can't they have it some other night? I should say not. We always have our stag party the Saturday before Christmas. Well, how can you set up a perfectly wonderful play put on by women's club for a lovely old stag party? We don't. I think it's terrible having a big wild stag party just before Christmas. It's not a big wild stag party. <laughs> it's our yearly dinner where we give presents to all the newsboys in town. Ha! <laughs> we really do. We even have a Santa Claus who hands out the presents. Santa Claus. Oh, they do, Iris. A cute little blonde Santa Claus who jumps out of a cake. All right, Liz. You see, it's a switch. The Jolly Rovers sit down and Santa Claus sits on their lap. Untrue. We're having a real man Santa Claus. No. Yes. The whole closet. He's picking it up tomorrow. Well, if it's that kind of a party, why can't we go? Yeah! Well, it's a rule, that's all. Rule, yeah, that's all. <laughs> 
No women allowed. No women? Well, then who's going to jump out of the cake? A wire-haired fox terrier? <laughs> no one is jumping out of the cake. Oh, by the way, where's my Jolly Rover hat? That stocking cap with a pom-pom on it? Oh, George, that hat makes you look like one of the seven dwarfs. <laughs> it's our official Jolly Rover hat. Now find it. I hope you haven't mislaid my hat, Iris. Don't worry, I know just where it is, dopey. <laughs> Lotus bud. Don't pay any attention to them, Mr. Atterbury. They're just sore heads because we won't let them come to the Jolly Rover stag. Would you care to join me upstairs, Iris? Uh, what for, girl? We're going to design official hats for us jolly sore heads. <laughs> my way from the market. Well, come on in. I just finished pressing George's Jolly Rover hat. <laughs> Every time I think of our husbands going to a stag party to ogle dancing girls, it makes my blood boil. But, Iris, they said it was a party for the newsboys and there wouldn't be any girls there. You don't think they were lying, do you? Yes, so do I. <laughs> Let's face it, girl. They're going to have a big, wild spree. Now, what are we going to do about it? What can we do? I know. Let's have our own stag party. Or rather, we'll have a doe party. Yeah! We'll invite all the girls, and we'll have a table with a big cake on it. And in the middle of the evening, the cake will burst open, and a man will jump out. <laughs> okay. What else will we do? Well, we'll sit around and smoke cigars and tell each other stories we've heard before. <laughs> yeah, I don't think like that. Nah, me either. Apparently, a stag party isn't as much fun when a doe does it. Yeah, let's forget about it. Let them go to their old party. Gee, I'd like to fool them. Do you suppose there's any way we could sneak in? Nah. Nah. The only way would be to dress up in clothes. We never get away with that. Nah, we never get away with that. It's absolutely out of the question. Yeah. Which do you want to wear? George's gray pinstripe or his blue serge? <laughs> oh, girl, do we dare? Well, it's worth a try. Now, let's get dressed and see how we look. Okay. If we look like men, we might be going to our first stag party Saturday night. <laughs> in George's gray flannel suit. Right out of Esquire. Is it, oh, but look at your lumpy shoulders. Hmm? Did, did, did you have a hanger in your coat? <laughs> no, these are George's shoulders. <laughs> well, doesn't he take them to work with him? <laughs> I'm afraid not. George stops at the lapels. <laughs> How disillusioning. Well, uh, how does this coat look on me? It's um, too big, isn't it? No, no. Here's your necktie. Oh, thanks. Well, take it. Wait a minute. I know my hand's up this sleeve somewhere. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, hey, come here. There's something white in your trouser leg. Oh, must be the lining. Rip it out, will you? All right. <laughs> oh, let go, Iris. You're choking me. <laughs> 
That's my shirt tail. <laughs> Do you think we could get by at a stag party with these clothes on? Well, you could fool me. Well, you could fool me, too, but we better try it out on some impartial observers. How? Well, we'll walk down the street and see if anyone notices. Oh, wait a minute. We've got to wear something on our heads. Oh, yes. After all, how many men have hair the color of mine? <laughs> As a matter of fact, how many women have hair the color of mine? Never mind. Anyway, we don't have to worry. We'll be wearing jolly party. Oh, that's right. Here, we'll just put on a couple of George's hats for now. Here's one for you. Come on, let's see if anyone spots it. Just walk along like we're two men. Okay. Oh, I feel so silly. <laughs> hey, here comes someone we don't know. I'll ask him the time. Good idea. Hey, bud. Yeah? You got the time? Sure, it's, uh, quarter to three. Thanks a lot, Mac. Perfectly welcome, madam. <laughs> Darn it, how'd you know I was a woman? Well, that's hard to say. It could be the way you walk. It might have been the lipstick you have on, but I... I think the real reason is that you're the first man I ever saw carrying a purse. again, isn't it? I'll say. Feels wonderful to be able to straighten up. What do you mean? Well, George's socks hung down over my shoes, so I hooked them onto my girdle. <laughs> I thought you looked bent over. Well, Liz, I guess we're not going to make it to the Jolly Rover stag. Too bad. I'm dying to see what makes those tired old rovers so jolly. <laughs> Must be some way, Iris. I'm not going to give up. I am. I wonder if we could both fit in the cake. <laughs> huh? I mean, as long as we can't pretend to be men, maybe we can pretend to be women. What? <laughs> well, you know what I mean. We could go as dancing girls. Personally, I think we're better qualified to go as men. Well, there must be some way to get in. There's only one way left. We'll put icing on our heads and go as the cake. Stop. You may have given up, Iris, but I haven't. I wonder who that can be. That's right. Uh, Mr. Cooper sent me out to pick up my Santa Claus suit. Oh, yes, he mentioned it. It's right here in the hall. Wait a minute. A Santa Claus suit? Yeah, hey, that's right. With uh, long whiskers and a white mustache? Hey, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you. The party has been called. Oh, are you sure? Positive. But they already paid me. Oh, that's all right. You just keep the money. Oh, gee, thanks. And Merry... Uh, uh, Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Jingle bells, jingle bells. Liz, Liz, what did 
that for? Now they won't have any Santa Claus at the stag. Oh, yes, they will. Well, how do you figure? Who will it be? Ho, ho, ho. Sit on my lap and tell me what you want for Christmas, little girl. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Crashing a party can a lot of commotion sometimes. Haven't you had unexpected guests drop in and stay for dinner and you were at wit's end as to what to serve? Well, good news. You can whip out a grand and glorious jello dessert in jig time now with this swell new quick-setting way to prepare it. Just dissolve your jello in one cup of hot water. Then add one cup of ice cubes or crushed ice, filling the cup to the brim with water. Stir until ice melts completely and chill firm in the refrigerator. And in just about one short hour, you have a beautiful finished jello dessert all ready to set on the table. It's a big boon for this busy holiday season. And all six delicious jello flavors fit right into the holiday mood. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Bursting with rich fruit-like flavor and sparkling with gay Christmas color. So look for those big red letters on the box. They spell jello. And jello stands for red letter dessert. J-E-L-L-O And now back to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. As we look in on Coopers again, Liz has just sent away the man who was to have played Santa Claus at the Jolly Rover's stag party by telling him the party was called off. Then she broke the news to Iris that she planned to sneak in as Santa herself. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, all you jolly old rovers! Ho, ho, ho! Oh, Liz, that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> They'll never recognize you in a Santa Claus suit. Of course not, and we'll be able to see the whole party. Yeah, we'll be at this... Wait a minute. <laughs> what do you mean, we? Where am I, up on the roof holding the reindeer? <laughs> oh, I forgot. Well, Iris, let's face it. We both can't go. They'd get suspicious if there were two Santa Clauses. Well, okay, but why should you go? I'm shaped more like Santa Claus than you are. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> Iris, the Santa Claus outfit is in my closet, and possession is nine points of the suit. You stinker. You got me on a technicality. Good. Come on, help me get dressed. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Well, do you Jolly Rovers know any good stories? Hmm? Now, what's the matter with this car? Oh, no, I'm running out of gas. Oh, thank goodness I'm near a station. Good evening. Five gallons of gas, please. Okay, and uh, how about some hay for your reindeer? What? Oh, <laughs> I forgot I had on the Santa Claus. Suit. Hey, wait a minute. Your voice sounds familiar. I, I know you're Mrs. Cooper. That's right, and I'm in a big hurry, please. Okay, five gallons of gas. Yes, and charge it. Uh-uh. I'm sorry, Mrs. Cooper. No more credit until you pay me for the last fender I fixed. But I can't pay you the fender yet. I haven't told George about it. I'm four fenders behind on my telling. I'm sorry. No more credit. But I have to have that gas. Well, don't you have any money with you? No, I left my wallet in my other pants, uh, purse. <laughs> well, 
Well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, dear. What'll I do? Oh, wait a minute. Miller's department store is just across the street. They'll give me some money. Okay, I'll have your sleigh all ready to go when you get back. Santa Claus, I've been looking for you everywhere. You certainly took a long enough dinner hour. Oh, well, now, wait. Never mind the alibis. Just get over to that toy department. There's a line of kids about long waiting for you. Look, if you'll just let me explain, I'm not really Santa Claus. Shh. I... Do you want the youngsters to hear you? <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Hey, wait a minute. Your voice sounds funny. Have you been drinking? <laughs> of course not. Look, I am not Stop Santa Claus. Stop saying that. Get into that toy department. And for heaven's sakes, in your condition, don't breathe on the children. <laughs> Listen, if you make me talk to all these children, you'll be sorry. If you don't talk to them, you'll be sorry. Now, you get up in that chair and... <laughs> Hello, Sonny. Tell Santa Claus what you want. Hi, Santa Claus. Hello, little boy. Ho, ho, ho. What would you like for Christmas? Well, I just told you yesterday. You got a lousy memory. <laughs> I want an electric train. But they cost too much dough for my old man. Not at all, Sonny. Not at all. Miller's department store is going to give every kid an electric train free. <laughs> no kidding. Santa, what are you saying? Not only that, every child is going to get a free bicycle and a free wagon, a BB gun for boys, and a doll for the girls, and cakes and candy all from Miller's free. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, Sonny, it's time for your dinner hour again. And do the Sorry. Even I told you you'd be sorry. You're fired. You fire me. I don't work here. And what are you doing here in the store? I'm Mrs. George Cooper, and I'm trying to cash a check. Fat chance after all the trouble you've caused us. Miller's is also giving free to every child hey. in the world. The complete playhouse. All right. Pony. All right, all right. Cash a check, anything. Only get out of our store. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. What's that? Merry Christmas. Same to you. <laughs> Time to start the program for our annual Jolly Rovers Christmas party. Now we've all had a now we'll turn our attention to the uh, <laughs> fun part of the evening. George, has Santa Claus arrived yet? Yes, he just got here. Oh, good, good. I've just had word from my scouts at the North Pole that Santa Claus is just driving up in front of the building with his reindeer. And there he is coming in the back of the hall now. Let's give him a big welcome. Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Hello, Santa Claus. Glad you finally got here. Have a chair. I hope I haven't missed any of the uh, show. <laughs> no, no, we're just about ready to start. Oh, good. Originally, we were going to start our program with a dance. Oh, ho, ho, ho. let me get a seat down front. <laughs> but unfortunately, our dancer had a little accident. What happened? She got her foot caught in the icing. <laughs> what? Merry Christmas! Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> well, like I was saying, 
Our dancer, Jim Andrews, sprained his ankle and won't be able to do his tap dance tonight. Tap dance? Jim? Yes, yes. I'm sorry you didn't get to see him, Santa. Yep, too bad. <laughs> and now, man, I'm reminded of a little story. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> Amirs, give us a hot story. Hot story? <laughs> Let me get over here close so I can hear better. What's that? Stop something. I did? What is it? It's a lipstick. <laughs> it is? I mean... It is? Well, uh... Oh, I know. Probably belongs to Rudolph, my red-lipped reindeer. <laughs> what? Merry Christmas! <laughs> To, uh, to get on with my story. Yep, yep. It all begins with a traveling salesman. Go <laughs> This traveling salesman met a new boy in our city of Sheridan Falls one night. And this newsboy lent him enough money for food and lodging. Years later, when the traveling salesman became successful, he organized the Jolly Rovers to help out newsboys everywhere. And that's why we are meeting here tonight. Well, go on. That's all. That's all? You never got to the farmer's daughter. There's no farmer's daughter in this story. There isn't? No, no. And now for your big moment, Santa. We're going to bring in the newsboys from the next room, and you'll hand out the present. What? I mean... What? You really are giving presents to newsboys? Yes, that's what you're here for. Oh, no. Uh, uh, oh. Santa, what, what's the matter? You look strange. Are you sick? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'm sick. i better go lie down. Oh, well, all right. Uh, somebody take Santa to the men's locker room and... Oh. We'll give out the presents when he feels better. Men's locker room. Uh, uh, you there. Uh, come here. Here, here. Uh, fella, help Santa down to the locker room, please. Uh... Well, I, um... Uh... Look, mister, I don't think I need to go to the men's locker room. I'm, uh, I'm feeling a lot better now. You run along, run along. Really, I can get there. Wait a minute, mister. I can't go through that door. Might as well confess. I'm a woman. I've done a terrible thing. I came here dressed to Santa Claus to see what a stag party like. I didn't know they were really going to give presents to little newsboys. See, I couldn't face those kids. I'm so ashamed. Are you going to turn me in? Are you? Well, say something. How do we get out of here, girl? Masquerading as a man. Oh, of you. Come on, let's get out of here, boy.
Christmas bells are ringing, caroling, caroling through the snow. Christmas bells are ringing. Joyous voices, sweet and clear, sing the sad of heart to cheer. Ding dong, ding dong, Christmas bells are ringing. Caroling, caroling through the town, Christmas bells are ringing. Caroling, caroling up and down. Christmas bells are ringing. Mark ye well the song we sing. Glad some tidings now we bring. Ding dong, ding dong. Christmas bells are ringing. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose, Yuletide carols being sung by choir, and folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows. A turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh, and every mother's child is gonna spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly. And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you.
so I'm offering the simple phrase to kids from one to Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to So that does it for Miss Lucille Ball and Mr. Richard Denning in the CBS Comedy Show, My Favorite Husband. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe. I want to once again thank everybody who has listened and subscribed to my podcast. I really do appreciate it. You can now listen to my podcast now available on your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, Google, Apple, and wherever else you get your podcast. And join me later on tonight as we continue our Christmas Spectacular presentation for the month of December. Please welcome to the show the original cast of the 1946 movie It's a Wonderful Life as they bring the radio presentation to the show and stay tuned after that show to hear Miss Ella Fitzgerald as she sings a couple of Christmas songs and then stay tuned for later on tonight guys as I bring to the show Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis with John Brown is Al and Hans Connery as Professor Kropotkin in the CBS comedy show, My Friend Irma. And if you like the show, please comment and subscribe, guys. Have a great day. Thanks. <laughs>